Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. How the hell are you? I'm fucking done is what I am. Not you- yet. Oh, 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 that. I'm done. Yeah, I thought you meant like on vacation. We're not yet, guys. We still have a podcast coming out tomorrow for sure. <laughs> You're done your Christmas shopping. Yeah, I did it yesterday. Cool. I uh, I spent way more than I probably should have, but that's okay. Mm. I like to spoil the people around me at Christmas time. You know, this time of year, Scott, it's like, and it doesn't even, by the way, I th- I truly believe it doesn't even matter, you know, how much money, how, how much you make. You still feel like you spent way too much money. I almost kick myself every year, especially in January, right? When those bills start to come in and you're like, fuck, why did I do that? Mm. But that's where I'm at, where I finished my Christmas shopping a while back and I've wrapped it. It's all under the tree. I'm ready for Christmas. But then little things happen where you're like, oh, well, well, we should probably get this for this person. Small thing, small thing, small thing. And then that adds up and I'm way over budget and it's stupid and I'm dumb. Not specifically about Christmas, but just generally speaking, Fuck, why'd I do that? Basically is the phrase (laughs) that sums up my 30s. I really am usually not too hard on myself, but I'm telling you, December, I fucked myself a little bit with that. (laughs) I did. All right. Uh, Coming up in this episode, we're going to talk to, and this is a follow-up. Remember last week when we spoke to the Canadian, or when we talked about the Canadian who was DMing us because they were basically stranded in Mexico? Because they got put in the wrong wing of the hotel. Yes. They put them in the goddamn COVID wing and then they caught COVID and had to stay there. And what a mess. We're going to talk to that After 9 podcast listener coming up. We are also going to uh, try and squeeze in a couple fun stories because different relationships obviously work in different ways. How this one works is very, very fast. And I want to get your take on how soon is too soon to pop the question. Maybe there's somebody considering doing that now. Yeah, Christmas is just around the corner. A lot of people find it a very romantic time of year. Maybe it's a new relationship. Hmm. But would you do it if you haven't really known them that long is a question we're going to ask. First off, I was in and out of the car yesterday and I was trying to listen to Kieran Moore and I was trying to listen to Joe Biden because, well, we're in this crazy uncertain time right now. And one of the things that stood out after I caught Biden and I caught Dr. Moore here in Ontario is how incredibly different Canada and the U.S. are. And when I say that, Canada is going absolutely apeshit on restrictions BC now, closing the bars. They're going to start postponing non-essential surgeries in the new year. They're getting everything ready for this big tidal wave of cases. But are we going to get a tidal wave of cases? Because right now, all indicators are, no, we shouldn't. If we're like South Africa and Denmark, we shouldn't. Well, the thing is, too, is that the cases have risen there, yes, but the hospitalizations remain pretty flat. Yeah. In fact, we're doing much better for, well, we all know we're doing better for hospitalizations compared to this time last year, particularly ICU, but all around. But in but the, the data that just came out literally this morning within South Africa is like, yeah, 
It's not. The, it's not that bad. A lot of people are catching it, but it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. So let's hear a little bit from the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, oh. talking about Omicron during his news conference yesterday. So uh, as we head into Christmas weekend, I want to answer your questions about the rising number of COVID cases, COVID-19 cases. And I want to start by acknowledging how tired, worried, and frustrated I know you are. I know how you're feeling. We've all experienced upheaval in our lives. But while COVID has been a tough adversary, we've shown that we're tougher. Tougher because we have the power of science and vaccines that prevent illness and save lives. Before I play the rest, spoiler alert, yesterday's speech doubled down on vaccines. Biden came out and basically said, if you're unvaccinated, you are fucked. You're probably going to die. It was very, very scary <laughs> I shit. I hear that exact same thing, but yes, I hear what you're saying. But I mean, he was he was going there. He yeah, was like, yeah, if yeah. you're not vaxxed, you're probably going to be dead soon. So you might as well get your affairs in order. And that was very, very hard for a lot of people to hear. And of course, there are a lot of questions about the vaccines and how effective they actually are from people looking at the numbers here in Ontario that are seeing that it's far, far, far more vaccinated and boosted people that have got the virus than people who are not vaxxed at all. So the president addressed that. And he also gave out some Christmas guidance. Listen to Joe Biden yesterday. How concerned should you be about Omicron, which is now the dominant variant in this country and it happened so quickly? The answer is straightforward. If you're not fully vaccinated, you have good reason to be concerned. You're at a high risk of getting sick. And if you get sick, you're likely to spread it to others, including friends and family. And the unvaccinated have a significantly higher risk of ending up in a hospital or even dying. Almost everyone who has died from COVID-19 in the past many months has been unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. But if you're, on, if you're among the majority of Americans who are fully vaccinated, and especially if you've gotten the booster shot, that third shot, you're much, you have much, much less reason to worry. And he doubled down on that when he said, if you're vaccinated, like most people in Ontario are, about 80%, he said, you can go ahead and enjoy a normal Christmas. And I know some Americans are wondering if you can safely celebrate the holidays with your family and friends. The answer is yes, you can. If you and those you celebrate with are vaccinated, particularly if you've gotten your booster shot. If you are vaccinated and follow the precautions that we all know well, you should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as you planned it. You know, you've done the right thing. You can enjoy the holiday season. And thanks to the progress on vaccinations this fall. I'll end it there. There, That is so frustrating. (laughs) Well, I mean. It's just so frustrating that that is coming from there, but I'm not hearing that here. That's why it frustrates me. Give Joe a little bit of credit, which I do not often do. But in this case, he doubled down on what we've been told from the beginning. Vaccines will keep you out of the ICU. Vaccines will keep you alive. And I'm going to play one more clip in a second where he admits the faults in the vaccine. We'll talk about that. But first off, he's saying, trust the science, trust the vaccines. If you got vaccinated, please go ahead. Enjoy your Christmas. Just take the basic precautions that we all know and have been doing for a couple of years. 
masks, distance, that sort of thing. Here in Ontario, it's exactly the opposite. Everything they've done so far in this Omicron wave undermines the vaccine. They're putting restrictions on vaccinated people. They're, they're saying things like, yeah, well, even if you're fully vaxxed and you're going to visit a senior who is fully vaxxed and boosted, you should still only meet outside, distanced, and wearing masks. That's not a ringing endorsement for getting vaccinated. There's people who heard that and said, why the fuck did I bother getting vaccinated? There are people that legitimately feel that way. And a lot of it has to do with the dumb comments coming out of our officials here. Mm-hmm. So let's have a moment of truth here. Joe Biden, there's a lot of people that are vaxxed and unvaxxed that are questioning what's going on with these shots. Here it is from the president yesterday. Because Omicron spreads so easily, we'll see some fully vaccinated people get COVID, potentially in large numbers. There'll be positive cases in every office, even here in the White House, among the the vaccinated, among the vaccinated. From Omicron. But these cases are highly unlikely to lead to serious illness. Vaccinated people who get COVID may get ill, but they're protected from severe illness and death. Mm -hmm. That's why you should still remain vigilant. According to our doctors, even if you're fully vaccinated, you should wear a mask when indoors and in public settings. I think that's an important part to remember that the vaccine was never meant to cure the virus. And I think a lot of people thought that way. They thought, the vaccine's here. It's going to go away completely. Everything's good. It was never meant to cure it. It was to do kind of exactly what it's doing, guys. So if you're sitting there going, look at all these cases. Yeah, it's very mild. Omicron's mild, so we're good. Look at those hospitalization numbers. Not too shabby. Some will predict they'll go up a little bit. Okay, probably, likely, more in the unvaxxed than the vaxxed. But the vaccine is doing exactly what it was intended, which was to decrease hospitalizations, decrease the amount of of deaths. And when you think about it that way, it is working perfectly fine. It's working great, in fact. And that's the reason why we shouldn't be so afraid, so restricted. It's doing exactly what it needs to do. And if for some reason the Megatron or (laughs) Bumblebee fucking variant comes along and hits us and it's a little more deadly, get those shots so you know You're good still when it comes to hospitalizations. Is the vaccine not doing exactly what it's supposed to do? Well, I think a lot of people confuse eradication with what the vaccine is supposed to do, which is just decrease all of the really bad shit that comes from it. I remember it a different way. I mean, I remember when these vaccines first came out, nobody was saying that once you're vaxxed, you'll still catch it. Once you're vaxxed, you'll still spread it. None of that happened. That's only something we've learned semi-recently. And our officials aren't even fully admitting it admitting it yet certainly not as plain as day as the president did yesterday and i didn't love everything about his speech i didn't like the way he went after some people but overall i like the fact that they're going to manage the situation without locking down without restricting businesses without fucking around with people's trust in the vaccines that was the three things he had to do and he did them that puts doug in kind of a weird spot doesn't it cat because mm-hmm. Doug can look to his left. BC. Ah, fuck. Shutting down the bars, canceling non-urgent surgeries, uh, capacity limits, restrictions everywhere. He can look at Quebec, who had announced restrictions. 
then doubled down on the restrictions and then declared a goddamn state of emergency yesterday for Montreal. Quebec had over 5,000 new cases, though. What does he do? Because just south of him, the Americans are like, yeah, if you're fully vaxxed, go out and have a normal Christmas. Mm -hmm. Take some basic precautions, but have a normal Christmas. Celebrate with your family. Celebrate the fact that you got your vaccine (laughs) and you're not going to die from this. It's funny. I I guarantee you... Doug's watched this, right? He must have. If he hasn't, he's probably listening to this and he picked up the gist of it. Trudeau's Trudeau's heard it, seen it. Does anybody get influenced by that is my question. Are we going to hear a little bit more of an opening up of, okay, guys, look, let's, again, I'm looking for that honesty. And I felt that what Joe Biden said yesterday was honest. It was honest. And some people might not like that still that he was pushing the vaccines on. Every, he wasn't really. He was being honest about, hey, less, people, less likely people are going to die with this variant. So if you took the boosters, you did the right things. Have a fucking Merry Christmas. Yeah. If you didn't, hey, you might die. Just know that. Have fun. That's, like, that's honest. That's real. I think it's real and honest, too. Listen, when it comes to Ontario, Doug is right on the cusp right now. This can go one of two ways. He can write off the fact that he just punished all those businesses. He can write that off and say, listen, it was early times. We didn't know. Uh, There was reason to think it could get bad. But uh, now all indicators are that it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to create this crushing blow to our hospitals. All things considered, with our vaccination rates the way they are and the way things are going, we don't need to do this anymore. So you know what? We're not closing schools businesses go back to your regular capacity it was a false alarm sorry for the inconvenience we did it out of an abundance of caution or he can continue on with this shit and he's going to be at odds with america and he's got a 50 50 chance if it does lead to crushing hospital blows he can say see yeah sorry we had to do it but we had to do it yeah if it doesn't lead to that He's got a lot of explaining to do. I, I, I hate that it's so that that's so carefully thought out, though, because I don't disagree with you. I think that's the case where it's so carefully thought out. You got to walk on eggshells right now. Oh, fucking election is looming. I got to make sure this is perfect and everything I do can lead back to me making the right choice, whatever it might be. I don't I don't I don't respect it. I don't respect it. Okay, well, let's talk about the schools, because I know you in particular have a vested interest in this. You're more interested in it because you have kids that go to school. Dr. Moore yesterday, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Let me, let me just play Dr. Moore first. This was him talking about the schools. If you want your kids back in school January 4th or 3rd or whenever they're going, this is fantastic news. Follow up. Okay, and on the date for more information about the return of school or what's going to happen with schools in January, um, I know the Premier said last week that uh, the government just simply wasn't ready to give this information yet. But last year, on the same time, parents were caught off guard to the last minute, and surely they don't want to be again. So is there a date that you're targeting for when a declaration can be made about the return of schools or not in January? Well, um, I want to assure parents that uh, we're on top of the data, and I've been in regular contact with experts at Hospital for Sick Children and CHEO uh, who are in contact with Denmark, England, and South Africa uh, it's a very important that we have an understanding of the impact of this virus on children. We're not seeing any significant 
uh, impact on children's health. So rise in hospitalizations or to the intensive care unit in those settings, nor in Ontario. We have no children in our pediatric uh, ICUs in Ontario today. Uh, so that is worth noting, by the way, mm. that the reason we're in where we are now is because the cases were rising so much. A lot of that was driven by the schools. There was a lot of cases in schools. Now, apparently, it doesn't matter about the cases because nobody's getting sick. What an interesting twist, Dr. Moore. Very reassuring that this virus uh, doesn't have severe outcomes in that population. Together with uh, our children from 5 to 11, 38.3% have been immunized with their first doses in that age group to date, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> and we'll continue with first and second dose strategy with that population to further protect them against uh, all strains uh, of COVID-19, in- including protection against Omicron. Together with all of the measures that we put in place um, uh, to protect our schools and keep them safe, uh, that's a very good combination when you have low um, severity of the illness in children, uh, good protection with vaccination, very good uh, protocols in place to safeguard our schools with ventilation, um, um, masking, uh, and we're actually looking at additional layers of protection for the workers uh, as well as students. Uh, We're we're very committed to keeping our schools open, um, but you're right. The decision is is government's decision. Mm Great. Great. Okay, good. Now, listen to that same clip again, and if you want, just hit that back 15-second button. Listen to it again, but in your head, replace the word school with restaurant. Replace the word school with grocery store. How can he say that schools are safe? Oh, it's not really affecting anybody. There's no kids in the ICU. Everything's fine. The cases are there, but it's not leading to bad outcomes. They've got good safety protocols in place, so we're comfortable with it. If that's the case, then why the fuck are the restaurants and grocery stores restricted? Why? Are you, do you seriously mean to tell me that a school with 800 kids in it with defined periods where there's no mask wearing indoors, you mean to tell me that that's perfectly fine, but I've got to line up to get into Dollarama to buy gift tags? Fuck off. Just fuck off. You know, you restricted again the wrong things. It never has. Ne- it's never made sense. If it's never made sense, and they'll continue to blame it on we don't know enough about that. But yeah, no, you can't be in. You can't be in line at Dollarama. No, you can't do that. Like, honestly, they don't, they don't know enough, and they're but they're never willing to admit that. You know what? We didn't know enough. Um, and obviously that was a that was a silly decision. I'm right now calling on Dr. Kieran Moore to stop the shit. And if you're going to say that about schools, then open the goddamn businesses back up to 100% and minimize the damage that you've already done. Stop restricting businesses if you're saying that schools are perfectly fine. Stop it. Just stop the shit. Anyway, and if we're, now we're targeting, by the way, well, kids don't have severe outcomes, so we don't have to worry about them. There's a lot of demographics that don't have severe outcomes. Why is anybody anybody in those groups being restricted? And especially when you're talking about adults, let them make adult decisions. You know, kids are one thing because you need to you know watch out for them. They can't they can't be trusted to make the best decisions for themselves. So that I understand. You know, we got to all make sure that we're there. It takes a village. Blah blah. But when it comes to adults, <laughs> why the fuck are we restricting adults if they're adults? That's well, the part that starts to get me. And before pre, this is by the way only I'm talking only because we are post vaccination here. We are in a vaccination world. We're not in the this time last year where nobody really had their shot, unless you knew someone who was really fucking old, nobody had a shot in their arm. Or in government. Or in government. Yep. Nobody had a shot in their arm. So th- I'm talking specifically to this time right now, it should be good. I am, 
I like hearing that. You're right. It's as, good news. Yeah. Uh, 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 Keep the schools yeah, no, open. No, no. That's good news what he said. It's great news, but I don't fucking believe it is my point. Oh, you tell me either. the day before. It's not that I don't believe it won't happen. I believe it could. It's a po- it's always been a possibility. It's lingering. Whoever asked that question is absolutely right, by the way, in that parents were parents and teachers, everybody involved, everybody involved was blindsided right before they were set to potentially go back. Boom. Not happening. If you really want to wait till last minute, tell us you're going to wait till last minute. And... I'm not I'm not preparing myself one way or the other. I like honestly the night before there's a pile of shit I gotta fill out for my kid for school. I'm not doing that shit till the night before I know for sure <laughs> she's going back to school. Let's put it that way. I'm not packing a fucking lunch until I hear for sure it's on. I'm not sitting here getting excited. I'm still making my backup plans because I don't I don't trust this government. I don't trust a fucking word they say. We'll see where we're at. Last thing I want to play from this, and then we're gonna make that phone call, is <laughs> I actually find this one kind of funny. Because we are going in such extremes to prepare for the new wave, they've cut back on certain things. For example, some hospitals or uh, what was it? The uh, Unity Health Network in Toronto says they need to focus all their efforts and people on caring for patients and clearing capacity to meet the demands of the pandemic, even though we don't know if that's coming. So they've canceled non-essential surgeries and ambulatory care. There's a whole bunch of different hospitals that are doing different things. Mm -hmm. I think it's the University Health Network. If you're not going to be in the hospital for at least a week, no visitors at all. None. No matter Mm -hmm. what you're in there for, whether it's COVID or not, whether you're vaxxed or not, no visitors in the hospital. We're doing a lot of things like that. Some public health units say they need to focus on vaccination, so they're going to cut down on contact tracing. So (laughs) this is new from Dr. Moore, so that there's no gaps in contact tracing. If you receive a positive COVID-19 PCR test or an antigen test, please support your local public health unit and your community by considering informing individuals you've been close contact with and asking them to isolate as well. <laughs> Do your own contact tracing. Okay. Tell your friends and coworkers, yeah. yeah, I tested positive, so you stay home for 10 days, fucker. Well, it's similar to the health unit that's simply asking people, hey, if you took a rapid test and you're positive, just give us a ring. Just give us a ring, yeah, ding. Let us know. Let us know. We'll add that to the count. No problem. You know, don't come for, no, 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 don't come for a PCR test. No, 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 you stay, the, you stay at home. We'll count that as a positive even though we've heard time and time again, by the way, of these false positives, how do we trust that it's even positive? I don't know. The numbers are not going to be legit. I mean, the numbers have never really been an actual reflection of what's happening in my in my mind. But because I think a lot of people had it that didn't bother going for the tests, that didn't need to, that stayed at home for work for other reasons, didn't bother, or just took their kids out of class for the 10 days instead of having to go for the test and test negative or positive, whatever it is. But give me a break with that. Okay. I mean, he has to say it though, right? He's got to say it. Knowing that this is spreading the way it's spreading, even being not crazy deadly, he had to say it. (laughs) I thought it was great. It's good. Oh, and by the way, side note. We need to stop moaning. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I want to call uh, 
this uh, after nine listener who got stuck in Mexico. Hello. Hey, it's Scott and Cat from After Nine. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> doing great. How how are you? <laughs> That's a better oh, question. <laughs> For anybody who missed the pod last week when we talked about your situation, and you have asked to remain anonymous, and that's totally fine. We'll always protect you yeah. on the pod. Uh, you, yeah. went, you went to Mexico, and your room wasn't ready, and it turned into a mess from there. Can you just briefly walk people through what happened before we get the update on what happened after we spoke about your story? Oh, just when I got there, they, you know, I'm there trying to get me a room and I'm like, why is there no room available? Like I booked last minute. So I, I figured, okay, whatever it was last minute. Um, and then, yeah, they said they got one. I'm like, okay. And, uh, I was cool with it. I'm like, I don't need to be changed. It was pretty much close to everything. It was like a central location. So they were going to put and you in a temporary I, room. Yeah. And you were okay with the temporary room and decided to stay there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, then I kind of, when I tested positive for COVID, I kind of, everything started clicking. I was like, why is there a whole bunch of rooms on this floor that have tables in front of their doors? So then I called my buddies and they were like, there's no other rooms with tables. They, they went for a walk and I was like, huh. And then when they told me, actually, you don't need to be moved. That's when I'm, that's when they were like, you're already in the COVID wing. And I was like, you bastards. Hold on. <laughs> you got to this resort <laughs> In Mexico, your room wasn't ready, so they stuck you in the fucking COVID wing, and then you actually caught COVID, so they had to leave you in the COVID wing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, unbelievable! It's such a crazy story. It's such a crazy story. Were you that whole time that you, when you realized that, were you like, "Why me?" Or just th- do things like this happen to you ever? <laughs> like, because I'd be like, oh, "Why yeah. me?" No, anything that can happen to me. Yeah, happens, okay. So. Okay. That's, See. That's, that's, Yes, yes. I always wonder that when stuff like that happens, because it's either like I've then nothing has ever happened like this before, or maybe you just you just get all the luck in all the worst ways. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's about that's about it. Yeah. So you're you're there in the COVID wing and you caught COVID. What happens when you're COVID positive at a resort in Mexico? Basically, you're in jail. Like you, I, the language boundary is the main thing too, right? I don't know what they're saying like when they're kind of talking to each other right and then i'm i don't want to do anything that i'm not supposed to do because i don't know i don't know the laws or anything like that too down there right like can i leave can i not leave so i just kind of stuck in my room and that was pretty much it they just sent you food up like how did that work did you feel like you were at least well taken care of while you were there in your covid jail there I call for I call for like breakfast, dinner, okay. Okay. And, and whatnot, and it would be a couple hours before they delivered it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was the wrong thing that you ordered, and you just kind of, I was like, so okay, whatever, anyway. I'm, I'm just going to eat it anyway, so because I'm not going to wait, I'm not I'm not going to wait another two hours for something else. So I said cerveza, not apple juice. Yeah. Shit. So yeah, <laughs> and I don't yeah, mean to laugh, did. but let oh, me ask no, you I, first off: Was it mild? Did you get really sick? What happened? I wasn't sick at all. I had nothing. Okay. I don't even believe I had it. So, I, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're bringing you food and, and all this shit's going on. Did it ever occur to you, I should just go out the sliding door and off the balcony down into the pool area. They'll never figure it out. Did you ever try anything like that? I, I didn't because, you know, if I actually did have it, I, I have morals. I don't want to spread it to anybody right. else. Good right? You. So, you know, unlike yeah. the neighbor guys and, you know. They, oh, some people did, huh? 
Oh, yeah, the one beside me ended yeah. up getting kicked out. Security came. Mm. Security came. Uh, he had five minutes to pack his, pack his shit, and he got kicked out. So, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Were you in touch with, like, your family and friends here? Was that okay, oh, yeah. connecting with them and letting them know what's going on? Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, but I was in touch with my family here, and then uh, my friends that were there, they would bring me things to the my patio. Oh, that's I'd have nice. My mask on, and they would because they weren't they weren't giving me any beer or anything anymore, right? Oh, <laughs> once uh, once once you caught it, you're like, nope, that's it. Uh, just just food and water and pop, and that was all. No snacks or anything. So my friends would they bring me some stuff when I needed it. So. That's nice. So what happens now, though? Like, do you get your money back? They put you in the COVID wing. I've made complaints to Sunwing. I've made complaints to Rio. I haven't heard anything anything back from them yet. Hmm. I wonder if they're yeah. going to do anything for you. I I, I can't I, see how they couldn't. I mean, they put you in the situation yeah. where you would catch yeah. COVID. It's not like you showed up with COVID out of nowhere and it was like, okay, they have to take measures that way. The they put is, you there. I'm, I'm probably not the only one this has happened to. Right. And you know, some people might not have connected the dots or anything, but um, I don't think they'll do anything personally. But we'll see. We'll did, see what they... Did you get in contact with the um, Canadian consulate or or anyone that could help you while you were there? Yeah, when I was down there, I, I uh, actually went on went online and saw there was a chat. And then that was on the, uh, what do you call that, the Mexico-Canada um, embassy sort of thing. Okay. And the guy's like, can I just give you a call? So he called me and kind of kind of said, there's really nothing we can do for you right now because the the law states that you have to be quarantined for 14 days and you can fly back on the 15th day. If there was anything like security wise, like if they just said, go, please contact the front desk. If you think somebody's trying to get into your room or anything like that. Right. And the one night somebody did try to get in my room and they think it was the second night I was in quarantine. I just, I just chalked it up as to a drunk at the wrong room. Right. So, <laughs> okay. When yeah. you finally got cleared, to come back to Canada, what was that experience like when you got to customs? Because you're coming back a week later than everybody else, right? Yeah, so we, well, no, my, my buddies were actually down there for two weeks. Oh. So they actually came back the following day. They came back the Sunday. I came back the Saturday. So hmm. when, I, um, when I came through on Saturday, um, like I did the whole Arrive Canada app. I filled everything out right that, you know, I tested positive for COVID. I have my negative test now. Um, everything, but it was all a breeze. You know, I flew through there. Um, didn't have to take my, didn't have to take another test, which I thought they would have selected me to take, to take a test. I would have thought so too. Um, Yeah. Um, nothing like that at all. Just flew through, got my luggage, did everything I needed to do. And uh, when I got to the end, she's like, uh, you go left and left where the doors on the way out. Are you other people? Yeah. Other people were being selected to get tested and they're like, no, go ahead. That's yeah. That's like, oh. amazing that you just got through. Where you're like, okay, great. At least I wa- at least I <laughs> did something. Then got a little bit of luck here, right? A little bit of luck at the end. Yeah. How yeah, do but, How do you yeah, feel was... about traveling now? Like, would you travel again in the next six months? Absolutely not. Not yeah. until this is gone. And there's and, plenty to plenty to see and do here in Canada. I will I will stay. I will stay on our own country. What happened to you yeah. is rare. We believe it to be pretty rare. What would you have to say for people listening, though? We, I mean, we know we hear of a lot of people booking their trips, planning to go away January, February. Um, what would you, what would you say to them? Don't do it. Really, like, plain and simple. I huh. would not go away. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, you got to get on with your life. You got to do what you need to do." No, don't do it at all. Hmm. Um, 
yeah, you're just not, unless border measures are gone down and stuff like that. And, you know, we don't have to quarantine somewhere else and cases have gone down and, and everything. Um, I just wouldn't do it. Did you yeah, ever, simple. did you ever find out what you had? Was it Delta or was it Omicron or beta alpha, the original OG COVID? They didn't, they, no, they didn't tell me anything. Interesting. Okay. All no, right. nothing at all. Huh. And I've taken, I've taken two PCR tests now that have come back negative and two rapid tests that are negative. So, wow. I'm really yeah. glad you're better, and I hope that in this case, I'm not sure it's it would have been Sunwing Vacations, but Ryu Hotels, right? Yeah, yeah. Ryu Sun, Sunwing was who I booked it with, and then uh, the hotel, the resort was Ryu. Yeah. Did they charge you extra for the week that you were in quarantine? No, no. And you know what? I know. they gave you ten days. They paid for ten days for the quarantine, and uh, after the ten days, they would give you a special rate if I had to stay the full the full time uh-huh. and they never gave me you know i asked every single day i was there what is this special rate like i need to know if i can afford this special rate what's it going to be is it 200 dollars a night 300 dollars a night i have no idea um they never gave me an answer well you also never really got a chance to enjoy the resort you were stuck no. in your room you couldn't go to the pool or the beach or the buffet no. or the had, disco you tech. had a balcony at least like you were able to get a little a little sunshine every now and again no there was no, no there was zero sun on my balcony oh, oh for fuck's sake there was no view <laughs> There was one cactus. There was one cactus right in front of me. No view. A cactus. Not even a palm tree. A cactus. No. No. Nothing. You could have gone to a fucking home since. Spent way less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was. uh, I was even looking for uh, for somewhere else to stay on uh, on some other apps. And uh, yeah, I was like, whatever. I'm here. I'll stay here. Depending on what the price was going to be after the ten days, I had. I found another place that was like $60 Canadian a night. And I'm like, okay, I'll just stay here if it's a worst case scenario. So, Hey, how's daytime television in Mexico? Did you watch the Mexican prices, right? Or anything like that? No, I had five, five English channels and uh, they were all just movie channels. And you know what? Some of the movies weren't too bad. So <laughs> I thought I would learn a little bit of Mexico or a little bit of Spanish, but that, uh, nah. It's that, better that than ship, the cruise ship. ship it's better than the cruise ship at the at the start of COVID. We all remember this, right? It sounds like oh, your experience yeah. was at least a little better than that one. Yeah, I think it was a little yeah. better than what, yeah. what happened that ordeal. But yeah. Wow. Well, listen, but, we're, we're glad that you are were asymptomatic and that you didn't get sick. It sucks what you went through. And I really do hope that Ryu does something for you. I mean, I feel yeah, like they I, kind I of owe it to you. Too. You'd, you'd think so, but you know how these companies are, so. Yeah. Oh, well, well, you never know. You never know who's listening here. Maybe they can try to help you out or something. So uh, thank you. Let's go with Tom. Thank you, Tom, for your time today. We appreciate you hopping on the podcast. No problem. Thanks a lot. Thank you for contacting us instead of Joe Rogan as well. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Although he'd love anytime. to hear that story. He, he would probably love it. would. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to contact you again anytime soon about yeah. anything. So. All right, bro. You have a Merry Christmas. Welcome home. You too. Merry Christmas. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. I, uh, wow. holy shit, cat. That's fucked up. Yeah. See, I look, teach their own. Some people have gone, gone away and it's been great and fine and whatever. They have stuff booked and they're still planning to go. That scares, that right there scares the shit out of me is the reason why I'm not making many travel plans outside of Canada. I should, I should say for next year. Huh. It scares me a little bit. And, and that's cool. If you're not scared, that's cool. If you're not scared, but listening to that story, how can you not worry that shit could happen to you? I booked three flights this morning for spring. (laughs) 
I got, I've got shit to yeah. do. I've been, it's been on hold for a while. You I might got, be. You might be the new Tom, Scott. <laughs> Philly, I'll North Carolina. You. Yeah, I'm going to be all over the damn place. Yeah, at least you're not too far, though. I mean, it's different being like what feels like a world away sometimes when something like that happens. But at least you're going to be in the same con- like this. Kind of close, like close enough to drive if shit really hits the fan. That's my trick. Right? I can drive from anywhere in the eastern half of America in less than a day and get home. Uh, Last thing I want to cover in this episode, this couple, Trey and Clara, have told their story on TikTok and it's going viral. Everybody wants to weigh in on it. They got married after two weeks of dating. (gasps) Two weeks. Some people hear that and go... Way too soon. They feel giving their relationship uh, less than a month to simmer was more than enough time to determine that they were making the right choice. Here's a quote. We spend every day together during that time. We got married the same day that he proposed. We eloped. When Trey first proposed the idea of getting married, I was pretty on board. I was like, that's crazy, but we did it. They had a $200 wedding ceremony in Panama, Florida. They bought rings for under $5 and hired a minister and photographer through a company that offers same-day efficients. The wedding was so last minute, not even their families were able to attend. Two weeks, married. And almost everybody in the comments is predicting divorce. Quickly. I don't know. I'm really not sure. Some people date for five, ten years, get married, and then divorce. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Maybe two weeks is actually the on the right track. But it's happened, and that's that's the thing. I'm less judgy. I don't know if I ever really was judgy about it. That said, I shouldn't use the word judgy. But sure, in the back of your mind, when you hear someone got married and they just started dating, you're like, ooh, that's, that's interesting. Not good. Only because there are absolutely conversations that need to happen. But that said, even if you have those conversations with someone that... For example, you've been with 10 years previous to the marriage. You might have had those conversations. Everything seemed fine, but life is different when you're living it, right? It's it's easy to say, yeah, I'll have the five kids that you want to have and the house, the picket fence and staying in our hometown. But then you're actually living it and you evolve as a human being and you're like, man, I kind of have dreams of working here or living here and not having any kids. And, and that's when shit gets weird. Or maybe it's just generally speaking, your views differ over time, you spend less time together. Like, who knows? Many different reasons as to why couples split. We all know this. So I think it's it's six in one, half a dozen in the other sometimes. When I hear these stories of people that dated for a short while, got married, their family usually thinks it's crazy. And they're like, fuck, I'm not being a part of any of this. And then next thing you know, they're married for like 20 years. They're fine, happy family and everything's good. So I, I don't I don't necessarily get to judge you when I hear stuff like that. If, if, if your gut tells you it's the right thing to do, then okay, it's really on you anyway. I mean, I'm not involved in that relationship. Sure. Good, good luck and all the best. Let's be honest. When you get into that new relationship and you're happy about that relationship, the feeling you have, the way it's going, you get that little glow or that little pick-me-up when you look at them. We all know that beginning of a relationship phase. If you've seen them every day since you met, and it's been two weeks, I'm almost positive that sometime within that two weeks, you in your head have thought, what if? Could I see myself with this person? Or, you know what, would this work? And a lot of people might decide, you know what, 
yeah, this is fun, but I don't like them long term. And they've basically decided this is going to be a short term relationship. Yeah. Or they've decided they're working towards it. Why do you need to keep working up to it if you've just made your decision? If you've decided, you know what? I like this. This person's the right person. I've had that feeling before. I'm sure you did when you met your husband. This is a good feeling. And if you feel that way, mm-hmm. fucking lock it in. Dial it up. Right. If you just stay in the dating zone for a long, long time, yeah, that can be very trying on your relationship in some cases. Yeah. Engagements, especially long engagements, same thing happens. I think there's something unique and cool about a two-week in well, two-week relationship. Boom, married. And you don't know everything about that person in two weeks, but isn't that part of the fun of the relationship is figuring out how do we make this work? Ooh, I didn't realize that you're Jewish and I'm Catholic. Okay, <laughs> we well, let's fucking that. figure this out. We should have had that. But that's what I mean <laughs> with the conversations. Like, I think that there should just be a few important things to discuss before you jump on that. And, and you're not always, you don't always stick to the same thing that you initially think that you'll grow up wanting. Right? Like maybe in high school, you're like, oh, I fucking want a big wedding and I want this and that, or this is how I want my life to turn out. And that changes. We, as long as you're with someone else who's willing to adapt and pivot as the relationship continues to move along and as life does, then you're sailing. You're good. And you each support each other. It's equal footing. One person slacks off and then you get right off the track and you crash, right? It's fucked. But if you have two like-minded individuals, then yeah, that could work. And it has worked. I mean, it has worked in the past. And on that, we will say thank you for listening to this episode of After 9. Thank you to our uh, our buddy <laughs> our buddy who did ask to remain anonymous. So we appreciate that story so <laughs> but much. But I call him Tom, Tim, Tom. Uh, <laughs> a half thank you to Joe Biden. No thank you to Dr. Kieran Moore. Let's see what Doug does. He's probably coming out today because apparently he's going to meet with the cabinet this morning. Although I admit that could happen tomorrow and I haven't actually looked at my feed in the last 20 minutes or so. Have a great day, guys. Last podcast of last new podcast of 2021 comes out tomorrow. Have a great one, guys. The After Nine Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.